is We'll Talk About It. A bi-weekly podcast hosted by your two best friends. Talking through the hard stuff. Sharing the good stuff. And, and laughing, laughing at, at the rest. rest. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Melissa. And we're back with another episode. Okay. Um, we're currently in Antarctica, or what feels like it, because someone <laughs> turned the temperature down in Florida and we're freezing. Yeah. Living in the ghetto. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is the first episode of 2021. Is it? Yes. Oh. Wait. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't? No, we had one two weeks ago. Oh, yes. I remember when I was in quarantine. Well, yeah. Great. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's alive. Yeah. She's out of quarantine and she's in Gainesville. I am. I'm at, in Gainesville back at school. Semester just started. Well, hectic, but you know, getting through it. Yeah. The beginning of the semester is always rough with trying to rework your schedule and things like that. Sure. Just trying to get established. But you know, if you need any help, we've got an episode on that. So. <laughs> We do. Go listen to it. It's um, the School Survival Guide, Corona Edition. Yes. Any other updates for you, though? Um, my brother moved out, so that's been weird. I really weird. miss him. I feel like you guys have just been a trio for so long. Yeah. It- well, now we, we are a trio, but a little different. It's me, me my mom, and Snickers. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Snickers being the most important part of the trio. <laughs> yeah, Snickers is taking it um, the worst out of all of us because um, he really, he really loved Nershawn, and now it's like he's sad. It's okay. It's okay. He'll adjust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I suppose we should get into our episode. Do you want to explain yes. what today's about? Yeah, so we're doing a Q&A, a love Q&A episode, um, answering some of the questions that we've received for you guys and some of the scenarios that you guys are in. Um, we're going to share on how to work through them and try to answer your questions to the best of our abilities. Yeah. And if there's any question that you guys really like or think that we should talk more about, definitely let us know because um, we want to put out content that's relevant for you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, so if any question like really strikes home with you and you need more explanation, feel free to DM us. Um, on our podcasts, Instagram and Twitter, um, or Facebook. Yeah, but like everything um, we mentioned today was basically outsourced from like the Instagram, our friends, family, people we know, stuff like that. Yeah. So this is directly from you. (laughs) For the people. (laughs) Yes. All right, let's get into the first one. So... We had a friend ask us how to deal with vast differences and opinions in the relationship. So this is things like politics and stuff, but it was specifically religion. Like, how do you deal with having different religions, but you're in a relationship together? And we're also talking about romantically. Yeah, that's definitely hard um, because especially in the climate that we live in now, there's a lot of division um, with like politics and um 
religion and people's opinions. Um, and, um, it's really important to like keep an open mind when, um, entering into these relationships and be like, be mindful that this person didn't grow up in the same place that you did. Um, Mm -hmm. like they had their, their own, um, family family influence and they've lived their own life so of course they're going to see the world from a different perspective um so it's really important to um be mindful of that and it's so hard when something seems so true to you and somebody else does not get it at all um but if you're in a relationship with them, I'm hoping that you want this relationship to progress and to work out. So approach them with an open mind, willing to hear their side, because as much as you want to share your side and you, you believe your side to be right, it's important to um, know that they also might be thinking those things. Yeah. I think that's definitely good. Um, I think another big thing is just like, not going into relationships thinking that you can change people or oh, for sure opinion. um I know for me in particular like when I'm dating like honestly I'm just like not even really going to seriously consider someone that's not also Christian because yeah. that's just like a huge aspect of my life and that's like mm-hmm. nothing I would want in a relationship um obviously it's for people who are always in a relationship um but yeah I mean you just do have to be mindful about you know that person's experiences and um just like what they think and what they believe but it is like a really big thing like especially if you're in like a marriage or you're thinking about marriage um yeah it can honestly be a deal breaker for a lot of people yeah and I think where it really comes into play is, like, when you're, like, raising kids, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that can get really hard. You're like, oh, are we going to church every Sunday? Are you just, like, not coming with us? Is that and the yeah. other? And it really is, at the end of the day, what you're willing to tolerate in a relationship For and sure. what you want from a relationship. But, like, if if this is not what you want, like, if you want to, like, go to church and they don't want to go, then, mm-hmm. like, you might have to cut it off at the end yeah. of the day. For sure, like if this, if this issue, if these vast differences are um, something that you can't get over, or if it like becomes a non-negotiable for you, I would definitely consider maybe ending the relationship or at least taking a good bit of time away to um, really assess like what you want and what you want from the relationship because. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't go into it, as Audrey said, wanting to change somebody else, but you shouldn't go into it changing something that you really value. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, some sometimes those differences are a little too vast, and I'm, that's what the whole dating process is for, to mm-hmm. figure out all of those things and um, grow through them and navigate. and all that jazz. Yeah. So I guess our advice to you is just honestly assess what you want out of a relationship and just see how well this one aligns with it. Obviously easier said than done when you're 
and love or whatever yeah. I'll be doing out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> JK. But yeah, like, you know, if this is not something that you guys can get over, like, that's okay. Because you're just dating at the end of the day, even if it does feel like you're super attached. Yeah. But on to the next. So the next is like a scenario that we have. Um, <laughs> Very that we have. <laughs> um, but this gal said a guy became exclusive with a girl he was talking to. Um, there was a conversation to clarify that they were exclusive. That night she went to a party and danced with other guys. The girl is German and the guy is American is this just a cultural difference or a violation of trust? Personally, well, I don't really know. I probably should have looked up, like, <laughs> you know, the German way of life. But yeah, <laughs> it definitely seems like a violation of trust to me. Yeah. Like, especially since there was a conversation clarifying that they were exclusive. Obviously, we don't know what that conversation looked like. Yeah. Um, and maybe they just weren't clear enough about what exclusive meant. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in the American version of life, of way, of culture, like, obviously, that's not exclusive. Yeah, that's, and from the American perspective, it would definitely be a violation of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um you know, considering her cultural background, sometimes it's not really that big of a de- um, deal because, you know, you had that agreement and she knows where she stands. Um, but I think this this scenario really speaks, or life experience that someone had, really speaks the importance of making sure that when you have these conversations about being exclusive like really clarifying all that entails for sure like what what does it mean to be exclusive or um things like that and I from the way this question was asked I'd assume that she was dancing um not <laughs> not if you will just a bit provocative thing. Yeah. <laughs> she did not leave room for Jesus. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, I feel like um, you just have to be very clear about your boundaries. And I know a lot of people just kind of like assume because we just kind of assume that like you would know not to dance with other people or we assume that you would know that this means cheating, but this doesn't yeah. or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. that we should just honestly leave no room for guessing. Just like yeah. being very clear when you are like um, starting these relationships. So in this case, yeah. I would just have a conversation with her to make yeah. sure she understands what exclusive is, and then you can go from there. <laughs> for sure, and like, um, and having that conversation openly beforehand before you like you know, go out into the world or whatever, Mm -hmm. really gets ahead of these instances, like these um, times where the boundaries may be blurred or the line may be blurred. It really gets ahead of that because it's just like, no, this, I feel comfortable in this. I don't feel comfortable in that. So that way you know how to um, 
really navigate it. And yeah. also, um, advice to the guy, maybe when he addresses it to her, to be careful. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely be careful be because, um, yeah, be kind. And the fact that, you know, you just got into a relationship, obviously, hopefully, she's not um, just out here wanting to dance with all these other guys but um that she does also value your relationship and um because <laughs> a way you could have that conversation would definitely um or might come across in a way that he might be calling her loose or something like that so. yeah definitely don't come at it like from a judgmental angle yeah because i don't think the relationship's gonna last that long <laughs> <laughs> you're doing all that careful in your navigations yeah yeah okay all so. right oh yeah that's me <laughs> so our next one is how do you give advice to people in your life without overstepping Ooh, i like this question that's a good one <laughs> i um <clears throat> i used to struggle with this a lot because i'm I'd say I'm bossy. I'm pretty bossy. Um, no, I wouldn't. And, well, like, I've, okay, so I've grown to this space, but, like, I used to be very, like, no, why would you do that? It's this. Like, like do this. This is what's going to help you do this. I feel like um, in certain settings, like, when you're, like, planning something, yeah. But, like, outside of that, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you were. And maybe I just didn't know you then. <laughs> Yeah, I used to, like, the way I used to give advice used to kind of be overstepping because I used to, um, like, I have I have my my way of doing things, so I'm just like, everybody should do it this way. Um, but I think the best way to give advice to people um, in your life without overstepping is to present them with options and let mm, them choose. Good. Um, I'm, I'm actually right now I'm currently taking an introduction to counseling class. Um, mm. so they, um, talked about like the two traps that counselors can fall in sometimes is to give someone bad advice, which, you know, obviously would make their life worse and <laughs> you don't want to do that. But then the other trap is, um, giving them good advice and then, that's also like it they called it a trap because then it leads the person to become dependent on you for all of their um. advice um and and you want you want like the goal of counseling the goal of therapy the goal of you know this podcast is that we're presenting you with all of these options so that way when these scenarios these problems come up you can think independently and you True. can um be comfortable with the decision that you make so the best way to give advice to people in your life without overstepping would definitely be to present them with different options to do and not just one. And then let them know very clearly that it's their life and they get to choose. For like, sure. See, my quick fix to this is <laughs> after I give advice, I'm like, but that's just me. That's yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> True, exactly. You know, I don't want to like be responsible for you messing up your life. Yeah, I think- true. Sometimes you have to become be careful with your tone when you say, "But that's just me," because um, some people think it's 
can be perceived as snarky in some instances yeah. with some tones. Like, it's like, but that's just me. Like, I know you're not going to take my advice, even though yeah. I'm right. My tone um, is always like, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's definitely a good receivable um, tone to have. Yeah, but I think um, the biggest thing to just remember, um, like she was saying, just come off like the right way you know what I mean like don't come off as like holier than thou or like righteous or whatever or like Mm -hmm. oh I can't even believe you're in this situation blah 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 like this is the obvious thing to do because you know I just know everything because like people don't like that approach people don't like when you come to them and you're like speaking down to them so just make sure that you're coming from a place of love to begin with and that you're saying it in a way that's actually going to help them. And mm-hmm. you're coming from a place of, like, genuine concern. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also just, like, it can be hard in, like, relationships and stuff. Because you're like, mm, this is kind of none of my business. Especially when people don't want advice. If people don't want your advice, I honestly wouldn't give it. Like, you yeah. know, there are always those people in your life that, like, you know, you would like to speak on something in their life, but mm-hmm. you're like, no, <laughs> I, yeah, it's really not my place. And if you know it's not your place, then I just wouldn't do it, <clears throat> regardless of how much you care about them. I just feel like they wouldn't receive it very well. And I don't yeah. think, like, if that person's not open to your advice, then, like, why are you giving it? For sure. And that's honestly something I'm still learning and processing with because I'm, mm-hmm. I I like it to be out there. Like I like, um, like if someone comes to me and they're ranting, I want to leave, leave them with action steps. Like let's <laughs> get through this. Let's not sit with these emotions, but yeah. honestly, sometimes people just come to you and they just want, they just want to vent and, um, you can't be the solver of everybody's problems sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so you know, don't don't overstep. And then important to um, not compare, um, like your advice to like your life story to their life story, especially if they're mm-hmm. going through like a traumatic like instance or they have a specific relationship problem um you can speak you can definitely reference it but don't say like I was in this that exact same thing I know um I know exactly how you feel because it kind of um puts the attention in your to you and takes it off of that person who's struggling it definitely can and if you are going to use your own like experience I would just like reference it, but like also like circle back. Yeah, circle back so that they know that like this is useful information. Yeah, um, for sure. Because that's a um, like using like, oh yeah, well, when I was dating so and so and we had this, then I did this and I was fine. That kind of comes off as holier than that, holier than thou. Like, oh, I've been here before, I got this your thing isn't even that big Mm -hmm. um so definitely some things to be mindful of yes yeah so moving on to the next question this one's fun (laughs) can you can you be friends with an ex well 
<laughs> my first question to you is why do you want to be friends with your ex that's yeah. my first question I feel like if it's right after a relationship mm-hmm. and you just want to be friends with them so that you can be close to them still and so you can like put off getting over them then you don't need to be friends. Please do not. I think there's just like this huge thing where people are like, oh, I want to be cordial. Like, I don't want to make a big deal of it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can very well be cordial with somebody and not have them in your life. You can forgive people and Mm -hmm. not have them in your life. Like, it's very possible. And like, honestly, it's probably the best thing for you at this point if you're like trying to heal. And I'm not even saying that it was a bad breakup. Like, it could be super amicable but like like your feelings are still gonna be there after a while you know like it's not gonna yeah. be like the day you break up is the day that everything is gone like you have to give For them sure. some time and mm-hmm. some space and being their friend is not gonna do that for you yeah I yeah I completely agree um because sometimes we want to keep it around because in the weird off chance that we might get back together things like that um it's only going to prolong your hurt and it's only it's gonna halt that um grieving process that you need um it's really hard to get over someone when they're right in front of you or in your phone constantly like you can definitely I'm like I'm cordial with a lot of people, but they don't know my in my day to day kind yeah. of movements, and I don't think you should have all of that access to that person, um, because you know there are things you need to work through. Yeah, and I don't know, and then um, and then there's always like that one person hoping that you'll get back together, mm-hmm. and that one person who's very much. Um, done with the relationship yeah I definitely do acknowledge that like a lot of people were friends before and like you know you might actually like miss your friend and I think that's okay like I think you can definitely circle back and like be friends I think you Mm -hmm. just might need to give yourself some space I mean obviously every situation is different and like maybe you were like distancing yourself like even before the breakup so it doesn't feel that hard right now and you feel yeah. like you can be friends, definitely case by case basis. But most of the time, it's usually like you just need to block them. Yeah, and um, sometimes, uh, like if you sorry, if you do decide to be friends again, um, and pursue a friendship, you guys need very clear, well well communicated boundaries. Um, like you guys need to set these measures to make sure that, um, you're not falling into the same pit holes that you were falling into before, um, that you don't start something that you're not ready for, or, um, you get caught up in being friends that you forget the actual reasons why you broke up. Um, so make sure that, those boundaries are defined. I don't know, maybe like, I don't know the nature of your friendship um, or your relationship, but sometimes you can't even like, maybe you need to only be, be out on friend on group hangs or things like that, like (laughs) with more people. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But if, and then if, if, um, also in that same vein, if, um, someone's pressuring, like, if your ex is, like, pressuring you to be friends, like, you don't have to. You don't have to be friends with them, just be friends with them. And if they get offended with that, then that's their own cup of tea. No. And that's that. Yeah. All right. So, moving on to the next scenario. I've been talking to a girl for a while, and I really like her, but she lives far away, and I'm not sure if I can handle long distance. I like being able to see the the person I'm dating face-to-face and have the physical connection. If I do decide to date her, how can I make long distance work? Hmm. This is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of us being in long distance relationships. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, I've been around a lot of people that are in long-distance relationships, yeah. and not to, not to like, downgrade it or whatever, um, or up- upgrade it, but it's definitely hard. It's very hard um, doing long-distance, um, mm-hmm. but I think it really depends on the person. Like, if you really like this gal... And, you know, she's a, a, what did they say in Wreck-It Ralph? A dynamite gal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know why that came to my brain. Um, That was like a far-reaching reference. I was like, where did that come from? A dynamite gal. um, Or dynamite girl. Whatever. If she's, if she's worth it, um, I'd say go for it. Like. I, like like if if this is someone that you really connect with and um they're it for you you can definitely make the long distance work it's going to be harder in that mm-hmm. you have to be more a little bit more diligent in um making sure you make those FaceTime dates or um, actually going to see each other like maybe like once a month is pretty reasonable yeah um i mean this is just another like case by case basis thing like i feel like um when you're younger like in high school and stuff long distance doesn't really make sense if you can't like drive or if you don't have like the money to like get plane tickets and stuff like that like if you're older and you have like the willingness and you're both willing to like put in the effort to like make sure you're communicating very clearly and to make the effort to like travel to each other. Like it can definitely happen, but I think you just have to, at the end of the day, be willing to do it. Like be determined. Yeah, for sure. It's a, yeah, but you know, one thing quarantine has um, shown us was it's possible very true you know and there are different ways to like be creative with it from like maybe you guys eat food together you can do netflix party um it'll make seeing each other more special and Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know about long distance for long term um like later on in a relationship eventually someone's gonna have to move yeah like i mean if you get married like you know well, uh, down the road, couple years. <laughs> yeah, but um, just 
maybe have like a gauging question then like our gate sorry gauging conversation of like so are you happy where you live do you want to live here (laughs) um after maybe a couple years or something but I would definitely just start off with like are you okay with long distance like how much are you willing to put in and then you can like start setting boundaries be like okay let's see each other like every month blah 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 whatever your situation is yeah it has to be uh um definitely a conversation and definitely a commitment that you guys verbalize and stick to because the day-to-day can become overwhelming when it's not like a oh I need to like actually physically stop and go see Mm -hmm. this person or this person can't just come run errands with me yeah um me and my list are long distance we're happy yeah and we make it work we make it work we're in a happy relationship yeah so it's possible guys it's possible they also have those lights where um you guys like each have a light and when you like touch it it like turns different like colors to like mean different things oh that's cute or like um they have bracelets that vibrate when the other person touches it that would scare me yeah I feel so like it's just like used to super jumpy she'd be like oh. <laughs> I, would. <laughs> I would yeah um but yeah that's so I don't know if you if you have more more questions on that or you want us to um answer it in a more specific way um dm us True. and let us know so moving on to our next question, what impact do you think social media has had on love? Well, as a social media queen. <laughs> <laughs> she so, really is, guys. Wow. I mean, it's really changed our whole world. And like, yeah. I'm not going to go on my like social media rant or whatever. Um, but we talk about, about the media every episode. The media! We do. We talk about the media every episode. Um, I literally study it all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, what? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just changed our perceptions of each other. I think it's, like, the mm-hmm. biggest thing. And, like, we just have a crazy amount of access to each other. Also, it just changes the way that we um, that we get to project ourselves into the world. Like, what you yeah. put on social media, like, what I put on social media anyway, isn't, like, my whole life. It's not even, yeah. like, 5% of my life, to be completely yeah. honest. Like, I'm only showing highlights, and I think that when you're only showing highlights, it can be not deceptive, but, like... A little deceptive. You know, it's not really a full representation of who you are. So when we're, like, swiping on the apps and things like that, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to put our best pictures forward and Mm -hmm. we're going to be, like, texting, like, the best things we can say and, like, our best pickup lines or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just going to put our best selves out there. Um, Yeah. I think it definitely gets people attached to this idea of um, perfection, when we're sure. we're essentially very imperfect beings and um and then there's always that you know um that comparison you know where and <laughs> when um comparison starts contentment ends 
So we're always just striving for that next thing or that prettier thing or that more perfect mm-hmm. thing. Or um, So it definitely creates these unrealistic um, goals yeah. and um, attachments to people because you do feel like when I'm on social media, sometimes I do feel like I'm seeing this person's whole life. Exactly. And I start to build deeper connections with these people that maybe I've never even met before. And um, it definitely does yeah. make getting like past the surface harder. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing. Like you definitely do kind of need to like meet people in person to just kind of like see what they're like and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, even when you do meet them in person and then you exchange the social media or like Instagrams or whatever, like it's like, oh, and then now I'm taking all that I learned about you and all that I'm seeing mm-hmm. here and um, forming this whole, like it, um, you're right. Like, you know, people like form stories in their head of, um, I say people, me, um, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, form stories in their head of like, um, uh, we're like, we can hang out here, we could do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, exactly. Um, like, it like gives you more material to ruminate over right. and um, they, and it might progress things more quickly than they need to be. Cause like before, like you weren't able to like see someone's life, like so perfectly yeah. displayed before you met them. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. had to talk to them and like yeah. see what their life was like. But now like with like our lives, I've, put air quotes around it because it's not really your life like a highlight reel but now we have like social media and stuff and you can just go stalk somebody you can like figure out like a lot about them from like who they follow their family members who they have in common with who you follow too um it could get a little tricky because then like that prejudice that you had when you met them um could be like you could confirm that um, just by an assumption you made of the people they follow mm-hmm. or the things that they quote, and that might not even be who they are. Um, but you're True. coming at them with all of that um, knowledge, that forehand knowledge that you didn't even have. Yeah, I think that is yeah. definitely a disadvantage. But I think the advantage is you can kind of see if they're like creepy, you know. Oh, yeah. It's like good to like, um, I forget the word, but like it's good to like see if they're creepy. <laughs> yeah, that them out. Bet them yeah, that them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it it definitely has its pros and cons. Um, For sure. And like, you get to like know more about them, and and it's the start of a lot of relationships too. So in a way, it's it's helped with love. Like you know, sometimes some people actually respond to people that slide into their DMs, and mm-hmm. they have whole long growing relationships you see it on twitter all the time be like this is how it started this is yeah. how it's going <laughs> those are that's and that's adorable you know i'm like cute for y'all anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i i respond to people but for the most part you do but i feel like you like get a lot of dms to be friends i guess because you're like friendly and people just want to talk to you yeah I don't get that. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, um, oh, also, like, social media, when you're in a relationship, could also be, like, the, um, 
start of a lot of debates, like if you, or arguments, hopefully, like earlier when we were talking about making the relationship exclusive, I think you should definitely mention social media because it is a part of our lives. How much or often, or are you even going to post them or talk about them on your social <laughs> media? Because um, that's definitely something to talk about beforehand um, when you're starting a relationship because it can come back and bite you later on. Yeah, um, I always do find that interesting because I know a lot of guys like are the type to post like once a year and like they have girlfriends, they just like never post them. And yeah. like, I feel like I think I'd be okay with it if like you weren't somebody who's active. But like then when it's somebody that's active, they're like, why don't you ever post me? You're on social media yeah. like every day. Then I'd be yeah. like, question mark, you know? Yeah. And then like, then some people are just private with their um, love life and yeah. things like that, which is completely understandable, but it needs to be a conversation that's had, especially if the person that you're dating um, would like to be known or out there. And then you guys mm-hmm. can talk about like, why they need that or you know come to some sort of compromise yeah. um definitely yeah. a great area but I mean it's just part of how like social media has impacted us so yeah yeah those are the very many different uh things I feel like we could also talk more on that too but for sure let us know if you want to hear from us yes all right on to the next um <laughs> Do you guys believe in love at first sight? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. <laughs> I don't, I think I, I believe in lust at first sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that guy's fine. Um, or things like that. But I'm um, from Bridgerton. We're in love. <laughs> oh, dude, he reads, he reads. I saw this TikTok. This is a tangent. I saw this. TikTok interview of him or well an interview on TikTok. It wasn't on TikTok. It was a TikTok of his interview. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Um <laughs> but he was like he was like they're like, How are your relationships going? He was like, Yeah, me and my library are in uh we're doing great. And I was like, Huh? No, I love it was you good, even yeah. more. <laughs> anyway. Um anyway, Chow. Um but <laughs> I believe in lust at first sight. Like, you can definitely be attracted to someone. Um, But I think love sometimes is a choice that you have to make. And um, it's a progression of things. I don't really think that people fall in love when they first see each other. You can have a connection with someone. And you can call it love Mm -hmm. um, if you'd like. If that's the term you want to use. But I would definitely use, like, a... Hmm, there's something about this person that I want to get to know more about. I'd label that attraction or lust. Yeah. Um, I think people that believe in love at first sight have a different definition of love. Like, like you were saying, they're just probably thinking about attraction or lust or infatuation. Like any, it could be any one of those because like, yeah, that's kind of what initially draws you to someone. But I think love is just like, I don't even think it's a feeling to be completely honest. Like you were yeah. saying, it's a choice and you kind of have mm-hmm. to choose that like every day. Like when you like really love someone, it's not going to just come easily all the time. You're going to get mad at them or there are going to be some days that aren't romantic or glamorous or whatever. But like, 
you have to like choose to love someone every day and yeah. I think it's a commitment and you can't commit to someone that you just saw Don't so know. I'm not yeah. sure how love at first sight could be a thing yeah <laughs> that's in, just in a fairy tale <laughs> in a fairy tale of course um but yeah Cinderella the world, yeah good Period. for them good, good for, for those, her <laughs> yeah good, good for those animated characters right. but I um yeah I definitely think that you definitely you need to know more about them to know if you love them or for sure that love. um Anyway, on to the next question. Um, how do you get vulnerable with someone when you're scared of being hurt? Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to answer first. <laughs> I'll um, leave that there. Um, so, I think... Yeah, um, give me some time to think. <laughs> okay. I definitely think that um, being vulnerable... It's definitely... It's hard. Um, <laughs> me it's hard <laughs> it's hard and uh it's always not fun I was listening um to this talk by Brene Brown and she quoted someone Feltman their last name is Feltman I can't think of their first name but he said that um trust is putting something that's important to you um, and making it vulnerable to the actions of someone else. Um, so I think it takes a level of trust to, um, and to be vulnerable with someone. It's it's a scary step to stand out on that ledge and say this is all of me, and then face that rejection. Um, yeah. But i think it's better than never having than never really being vulnerable and never um progressing that relationship to the next level because then you'll never know um Mm -hmm. i think to trust someone with all of you you need to know a little more about them to just trust them sometimes you can just get a vibe from someone and be like yeah i can tell you this um which that's okay too but if you're if it's been a while and you're a little scared of being hurt take some like take an inventory maybe just see like who is this person do they keep my have they kept so in someone else's secrets for me for me to be able to trust them with mine like do they gossip to me um are they reliable are they are they accountable do they have integrity like who am I trying to be vulnerable with first? And is that person, um, I don't want to say worthy, but but like worthy of like yeah. ha- holding holding all of my um, issues yeah. and helping and are they equipped to help me through these issues or am I just going to lay all of this on someone who's not even going to know what to do? Yeah, I think. One of the biggest things is like after being hurt or when you know you're scared of vulnerability is to just like make sure you're healed from that because um, most likely what's hindering you is because of something that's, you know, happened in the past. Um, So I think the biggest way to like move on is to just make sure you're healed, do the work. If it needs to be therapy, it needs to be therapy, you know. Yeah. It might be that deep 
and it might not be something that you can just fix with like journaling and crying you know it might need to be something that you talk with a professional about um but as far as like trusting people goes I think vetting them out is a good strategy you know seeing what kind of person they are um and then just remembering that like vulnerability doesn't make you weak um it actually makes you really strong because it's not something that's super easy and um I think a lot of people are just scared of like judgment they're scared of being judged for whatever it is that they're trying to be vulnerable about yeah and I think it just comes back to knowing like who you are and being strong in who you are and knowing that your experiences has made you who you are um so sure. just being secure in yourself definitely helps when you're trying to be vulnerable because you know like if this person does judge me or if it doesn't go well or if they like tell my secrets or whatever like it doesn't change who I am at the end of the day yeah. so yeah it definitely helps if you like do the work beforehand um when you're trying to be vulnerable so that it's you know a little easier or you have like a fail safe because you know like this isn't going to change who I am yeah and if you don't even like if you're at the place where you don't even know where to begin to be vulnerable with someone um I would definitely start um inward like maybe start Mm -hmm. writing it down um write your feelings down organize them yeah or um you know tell them to just talk to yourself out loud um you know get in a place where yeah get in a place where you're alone because if you can't if you can't be vulnerable just by yourself then you can't even begin to um start to be vulnerable with other people so exactly um, I would I would sit down or you know maybe look in a mirror and just talk to yourself of you know the things you're scared of the things that you hope for um where have you where you may have fallen in the past and um what you're trying to do now like just just talk to yourself and be open with that and then start there for sure just do the work on the front end um because ultimately it's like I'm not gonna say it's a you problem but like yeah it's like your issue to kind of like work through yeah is it my question yep okay so how do you deal with attachment issues slash codependency in a relationship um therapy honestly that's the only thing I could really think of just because um it's not really something that another person can fix especially if you are codependent it's just gonna hinder them Loki I mean you can try and give them advice um or try and get advice from other people but the best thing at the end of the day is gonna be therapy therapy for sure and um maybe I I definitely don't think that you should be in a relationship right now and you should be um like in a romantic relationship and you should be um maybe a little um wary not wary but um not as involved in your friendships I don't know a way to say that without 
it coming off weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially my point is to um, make sure that you're content with yourself before um, you enter in um, another relationship or. Yeah. Um, it does kind of go back to doing like the front end doing the work on the front end just like doing the work in yourself I mean that's really the only way to get past it because there's not going to be another person that can like help you in this yeah especially since it is codependency yeah and if you are because like attachment issues and being codependent really um sometimes it speaks to how speaks to some insecurities you may have had of um, not being sure of yourself or um, needing someone's approval to go along and really digging deep and finding the root of where that started. Um, maybe in your childhood. I feel like a lot of things start in your childhood. Mm-hmm. Little little microaggressions build to... Little traumas. Um, <laughs> yeah, build, build to these um, issues that we face every day. Um, so doing the work to know where where it started and breaking down those insecurities to manageable tasks or Mm -hmm. manageable something that you can actually work work on um whether it be being okay by yourself or um not needing someone's approval or maybe going against the group even in something small like you don't want to eat you don't want to eat out at this one place so you suggest a different place that might be big um, for someone who's struggling with these things so learn learn more about yourself find the root of things and dig a little deep and you know find some goals that you can work on um to become an independent person for sure that's what we've had to do with like people pleasing because mm-hmm. we're both recovering you know okay. uh, and it do <laughs> we do be struggling <laughs> yeah it's hard you're gonna slip up but like it's gonna be okay and yeah you'll work through it all right on to the next one this is a scenario um someone said i've been dating a guy for a while and we've gotten into this area where it feels stagnant um how do i keep the relationship alive Mm, this is a good one so have been in a relationship that's very long but i have heard a lot of good advice (laughs) and i think one of the biggest things that like i've seen my parents do and like other people that have been in long relationships i think my parents have been together for like 27 years oh wow 26 Something like that. 25 to 27. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> One of those. But um, it's just like going, being intentional about like dating still. Mm-hmm. Like making sure that you still go on dates and like do nice things for each other and like get dressed or whatever. Like it could be something as small as like going to eat somewhere and like eating in the parking lot. My parents do that all the time. And I'd be like, what are y'all doing? they literally just do that every week I'm like okay but like it is quality time yeah like spending time with each other 
just like go to a restaurant every week or like go to the movies or just like something um, that's just you and them so you Mm. can just make sure that you're still like dating them still pursuing them even if you are like several years in Um, just making sure that they still know that you're interested in them and you know just making it fresh not like keeping it like stale and just like doing the same thing every day yeah 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 maybe um I do not have good examples for I have now I have examples for long-term relationships but then um I don't know, my 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 parents got divorced when I was younger so not they did not do a good job at this so in order to avoid that <laughs> um <laughs> Um, just, I, I would definitely say, um, do something different. And if you need to, you know, talk to him, talk to this guy, be like, Hey, you know, we always go to this restaurant. How about, you know, we go, we have a picnic this day, or, um, we go out of town this weekend or do things like that there are a lot and then if it's like a money issue why it's been like a little stagnant because that's a little hard to um create dates when money is tight or feel like you can go on adventures or or go out to eat and things like that when um money's tight um I would um suggest like well, one Pinterest is a great resource, yeah, and and um unlocking your creativity um because everybody is creative in their own right. Very um, true. But, uh, Pinterest to find like creative and expensive dates, or a really great thing is if you guys um like I don't know reading, you can read a book together and like discuss it. Um, that's a new thing to talk about if you guys feel like you're having the same conversation or, mm-hmm. you know, you can join a church and do a small group and that's new. Um, you're meeting new people, doing new things together. Um, or you can join any other group or, you know, watch a TV show and talk about it. Yeah. Um, but just... <clears throat> Ask, you know, don't, don't try to think about all these things alone. If you're in a relationship, ask the other person, um, Hey, we've been kind of doing the same thing for this while, this long while. Um, let's try to do something different. And, you know, it's also important to know their love language. So, so when you are coming up with these things, you like know what they like. So, you know, like you can do these little acts of service Or you can, like, plan things that are, like, quality time so you know that you're, like, appealing to them in the way that they respond to. For sure. So watch our Love Languages episode. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Plug. Slight plug. All right. So how does a relationship progression change when you are in a godly relationship, like dating for marriage? So, like, essentially, like when you're dating but you're dating in a godly relationship how does it look different from like a regular dating relationship okay oh that's hard um (laughs) I um, I'm just kidding (laughs) I was like yeah we I've been I've been in a lot of 
the situationships there. And they were not godly. Anyway, <laughs> um, from all of the YouTube videos that I watch of I'm people in screaming. godly relationships. According to Mike Todd. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watch some YouTube couples, though. They're super adorable. But then sometimes I have to turn it off because then I get sad. I was like, I want that. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, let me safeguard myself bring it back queen bring it back yeah i was just like i don't want what they have i want what i what god gives me at the time god gives me it Mm but um but the progression is um definitely different for a godly relationship um because i because it has that standard of we're dating to marry so Mm -hmm. it um, sometimes moves a little quicker than um, it would in a normal relationship because you already have that standard of um, that kingdom-minded standard where you're already mm-hmm. talking about or hopefully you're in a place where you've done the work in your single season to be a whole person um, or a wife or a husband um, and so when you enter into this relationship, you're hopefully already walking in that spirit of husband and wife, or wife, and um, you're already having those deep conversations that might take someone who's not in a godly relationship a lot longer to have because they're still trying to work through all of their stuff while they're in, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so a godly relationship definitely um, moves quicker in that regard um because they have that intention behind it that we're dating to marry and I'm getting to know more about who you are um I'm praying I'm praying about our our relationship to discern if this is the person I need to be with um and we're trying to navigate how we already fit into each other's lives. So, yeah, <clears throat> I definitely do find this interesting um, because it's dating with a purpose, and because of like Christianity and like what we believe in. Dating for any other reason just doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people that are dating are like either ready for marriage or like are okay with the prospect of marriage like part of why I'm not dating is like I can't even think about marriage you know what I mean (laughs) and it's like like I guess I could be dating but then like what you know what I mean yeah no for real yesterday I literally told my mom I was like one day I'm gonna have to share my room with a boy like ew I don't want to do that. I'm confused. <laughs> like, I'm going to be the sole decorator. Yeah. But, like, to put it short, like, basically everything changes because because he's, like, now that, like, God is now the center of the relationship. Yeah. Like, it's no longer, like, what you want or what you need, but, like, how do they align with what God wants for my life? And how do they fit into that picture? And how are they going to nourish my relationship with God? And blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Obviously, it's going to change the progression because the center of it is completely different now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, like, yeah, like, the end goal is marriage. Yeah, and, you know, like, we already did that, did the work to be a husband and a wife. Hopefully you already have done the work. Yeah, the, yes, definitely. If you're in, if you're in what you call a godly relationship and you haven't done, done the work to be walking in the spirit Mm -hmm. of husband or wife, I would definitely say that you maybe need a break. Um, and you because yeah. I definitely hard. think you can waste the single season like if you're not like doing things to like improve yourself and like for sure you know grow your relationship with God and stuff and you're just yeah. constantly being like oh I wish I was in a relationship oh I wish I was in a relationship like yeah. what like you're not you're not getting closer to a relationship. You're getting farther away from it because you're not yeah. like working on what you need to work on. Not saying that there's like a right time to be in a relationship or like you're going to be perfect or you're going to reach this goal and then you're going to be ready to like move into dating or marriage. Like I definitely don't think it works like that, but I think you do have to like constantly be like working on yourself and be able to like acknowledge your flaws and acknowledge yeah. that they are flaws and that you want to work mm-hmm. on them. And I think mm-hmm. at that point, then you're like kind of ready. Yeah. Because you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. For sure. The only God is perfect. Um, and uh, in that, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> um the progression changes um and um like a lot of people think like there are a lot of memes out there of um they're like oh christians like ring by spring those kind of things (laughs) no really but like like, it's it's so true because that they move faster um and they're supposed to move faster um for that regard that um you know we've like we've done the work mm-hmm. to to be in marriage and we know all that ma- all that marriage entails <laughs> and all that comes with it so when i meet this person like they're adding to my life and i'm dating them to figure out where we stand and how we move and yeah um which is why they're typically like <laughs> six yeah. months and then they're like ring yeah 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 a baby six months later exactly versus like um a worldly relationship would definitely like you you hopefully you're not but um you're relying on that other person to meet all of your needs when that other person's relying on you to meet all of their needs and so you just kind of fall into this cycle of ah, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. And then you're in this work and you're in mm-hmm. this under construction phase for like, I don't know, five years, hopefully not that long, but you're, you're doing all of that work because you're trying to find, um, satisfaction in each other when neither of you can really be that healer or that ultimate satisfaction. Yeah. I think another thing in, like, godly relationships, when they don't work out, I feel like people know sooner, too. Yeah, for sure. And I feel, um, again, we've never been through it, so we can't say, but I feel like the ending is a little better, too, because it's just yeah. like, okay, God didn't intend you for me, and that's okay. That and you, <clears throat> hopefully you're not having sex before marriage, but you don't have those, that, like, 
sex soul tied to like um yeah. keep you keep you wrapped and confused in this person oh and sex is another reason why the progression of godly relationships is a little faster that's true um, yeah yeah because like like um not not just because the person wants to have sex yeah, um, or that like, they want to have sex when but you're not <laughs> all yeah, you have when, to do is talk <laughs> yeah so like they have so they've had more time without that um without that distraction in the way to really know who they're going to marry which is why it progresses so quickly mm-hmm. all right Moving on. Moving on. Is this like the last one, basically? Because we kind of answered that one. The, well, answer that. The other one was, is there too fast in Christian dating? Yeah. Um, We pretty much answered it, like. Not really. Oh, there, I don't think there's a too fast in Christian dating. Because when God affirms (laughs) you, you'll know. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Maybe There's a too fast doing it too fast for your own purposes. If you're doing it for the purpose of you want to have sex, then um or you're just tired of being single and you're kind of settling, then like obviously no. Yeah, go check your heart. Um but oh, I guess yes. Like, if, yeah, so yeah, if there but then um if you've if you've done the work and it's been I don't know, something crazy like 2 months and you guys just know, and you've prayed, mm-hmm. and you've you've affirmed this, and you've done the work. Then by all means, do it. Yeah. Like, who's to like? You only need God's approval, and of course, um, the world and society is going to call you crazy. Yeah. Um, but like, even in relationships that aren't like godly relationships, they there are people that get married super fast like especially yeah. back in the day they'd be yeah. like all right two weeks anyway it's time to get married yeah so yeah i don't uh, i don't think there's too fast yeah. well unless it's with the wrong intention for the wrong reasons yeah yes um, so our last question is how do you set boundaries when you've been in a relationship for a while so it is a little harder when you're already in the relationship um, yeah, because you kind of have to like backtrack and yeah. you're kind of like oh are you bringing this up now blah 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 but I yeah. think like pretty much everything it starts with the conversation um and you really just have to be like this isn't working out like whatever it yeah. is like we're not spending enough time together we're spending too much time together we like I don't like the way you talk to certain people, this and the other. Like, you have to, like, have that conversation with them first. Like, say, Mm -hmm. oh, this isn't working out. And this is how I think we can fix it. And obviously not in, like, an attacking or accusatory tone. Yeah. You definitely want to approach this, like, with love and out of kindness and out of, like, a willingness to, like, fix the relationship. Um, but yeah, you definitely do sure. just have to be like straightforward. I definitely wouldn't beat around the bush with this one. I yeah. hate confrontation, but like <laughs> it's necessary. 
Yeah, and like I've I've tried to do this before, um, where I'm just like, okay, we're in because sometimes, um, in the past, I wasn't really sure of myself enough to like make my feelings known. Um, so I just like wait to get comfortable and then say, oh yeah, this has been bothering me for so long. Um, <laughs> and like, it kind of blindsides the other person cause they're just like, oh no. And yeah. then I felt, and then that made me feel bad. Cause it was like, I just like brought this up out of the blue at the person. Mm-hmm. But if I really wanted to help, like if it's a healthy relationship and, um, I want it to continue to be a healthy relationship or get to a place with where it is a healthy relationship. I need to be um, vocal about the things that bother me and the boundaries that I have. Um, and so, uh, like, definitely voice what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Voice what you need to voice. And um, sometimes, sometimes it won't work out. Sometimes they'll... Or sometimes they'll say, okay, I'm okay with that boundary. Okay, I'm okay um, with this one thing. And then, um, and then they'll cross your, then they'll cross your boundary again. Mm-hmm. And, or they'll cross that line again. And then you need to reaffirm, again, be vocal, take courage. Um, and then, um you know, voice, voice your thing, voice your concern or your boundary again. Um, and then if it's a repeated, if it continues to be a repeated offense, then I yeah. would look towards the end of the relationship, maybe. If you see or... they're like not putting an effort to change it or they don't really care or they just like can't get over it and they're just so offended and they can't get over the offense and like, yeah. Then yeah. It I don't think kind. they value it kind of shows that they don't value um, right. your feelings. If they're not willing to change at all to, like, keep the relationship, then, like, I mean, relationships are compromised, so it's not really going to work. Yeah. For sure. But, but yeah, that's all we yeah. got for today. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for you, listening. Yeah, if you heard anything and you want us to elaborate or you think we can make an episode out of it, let us know or if you have like more questions we might do another like Q&A thing in the future yeah um so you know follow us on the socials at WTAI podcast um on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook at we'll talk about it um group and um yeah yes bye bye